0: This is Remember When with Harvey Deegan on Perth
1: 6PR. This year, as I'm sure most of you know, is the 50th anniversary of the end of Australia's involvement in the Vietnam War. And there have been a number of ceremonies this year to commemorate that anniversary. And we've spoken about quite a few on the show already. And one of those functions that we haven't uh, spoken about as yet was a black tie dinner recently in Canberra. We thought we'd chat about that and other anniversary matters with the man who compared that dinner. His name is Peter Meehan and he was well qualified to take charge of proceedings. He's a squadron leader retired in the Specialist Reserve, has conducted media management for the Australian Defence Force and served during the International Peacekeeping Force East Timor period as a public affairs officer for Arm- the Army's Black Hawk operations in East Timor during 1999. Additionally, in the 2017 Queen's Birthday Honours and Awards, Peter was awarded an OAM, the Order of Australia Medal. Peter, welcome to Remember When.
0: Oh, Harvey, uh, lovely to speak with you and uh, an opportunity to reflect on such uh, an important part of Australia's history and particularly the 50th anniversary of the withdrawal from Vietnam.
1: Indeed. Now, look, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We'll we'll get to all of that, but I think we should start by mentioning that you and I have known one another for uh, uh, more than 50 years. As as young broadcasters, we were rivals on radio in Newcastle. You were on 2KO and I was on 2HD. We had some fantastic times, did we not, as uh, emerging broadcasters?
0: Uh, Yes, we got to know each other pretty well, got up to uh, all sorts of nonsense, uh, healthy uh, and good fun nonsense, I might add, and our friendship has endured. Uh, Not that many uh, friendships do endure in broadcasting today, uh, because things are a little bit different today.
1: Um, I know that's, you know, one of your hobby horses and and one of mine, really. Some of the um, highly paid, shall we say, let's not name names, but very highly uh, paid radio presenters these days, I think show a great, and you agree, I know, show a great deal of disrespect to uh, the general audience.
0: I think that's true. Uh, it's They become a bit too self-centred and there's one rule that we all need to adhere to uh, in broadcasting and that is never, ever, ever believe your own publicity. And I think some people fall for it and they do believe their own publicity and they think they're holier than now. Mm. So uh, therein lies the what I call the disintegration factor.
1: Yeah, look, I'd agree with that. Uh, mate, anyway, tell us about the events in regard to uh, your involvement in the 50th anniversary commemorations, particularly that uh, rather swisho black tie dinner.
0: <laughs> Just, well, uh, having got to know uh, General Sir Peter Cosgrove, uh, up in East Timor and at many ceremonial events, along with uh, a group captain, Carl Schiller, who I worked for in the Air Force Reserve, they decided uh, they'd like me to MC it because I'm a life member of the Vietnam Veterans Association, the Victoria Branch, having never served in Vietnam, but for 30 more years, I've supported the, uh, the movement through the media with a great belief that the veterans need all the help they can get. So uh, the event in Canberra was one of many, as you've already outlined, around Australia. This particular uh, night, uh, the guest speaker was a group captain, Sharon Bone. Now, she was a medico in Afghanistan and Iraq, and she told uh, many stories of medical involvement uh, in Vietnam and uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. But the importance of uh, the 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 medical world in making the cogs of the military machinery work effectively, and some of her stories were quite remarkable. Uh, now, let me tell you, there are many stories coming out of Vietnam, many untold stories, and one that has captured my imagination was the Battle of Hat Ditch. We all know about the Battle of Long Tan, a horrendous, horrendous battle. 17 Australians killed, and many died post-battle. However, the Battle of Hat Ditch was a uh, house-to-house gunfight with the Australian forces and uh, the North Vietnamese regulars and and Viet Cong. Now, two of the guys, and I'm not going to mention their names, but two of the guys were laying in a position outside this home in the middle of a firefight, and a woman came running from the house running from the house, screaming, absolutely screaming. And one of the guys thought, this is very dangerous. She could be carrying a bomb. Uh, Beware, beware, beware. Anyway, she threw herself down on the ground next to them before they could do a thing. And she was halfway through, wait for it, halfway through childbirth. So uh, the the firefight where these two guys stopped and uh, they assisted uh, with the birth, uh, which in the middle of a firefight... Could you imagine uh, the situation? And uh, this woman was in absolute tears. Anyway, uh, the baby was delivered. They cut the umbilical cord, put the baby on the lady's chest and said, it's a boy, rolled (laughs) over and got back into the firefight. No, No idea. No idea what became of the child. But there would be countless stories like that in that conflict, in many wars, and in many peacekeeping and peacemaking operations.
1: Yes, and so that was uh, brought to the fore at that dinner.
0: Uh, well, y- yes, it was. It look, it was one of many, many stories uh, that were shared on on that particular night. Um, the The dinner was pretty heavily focused on Number Two Squadron RAAF because of the uh, the bombing Canberra aircraft operations out of. Uh, 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 fan rang in Vietnam and they were a highly awarded unit by the Americans and by the Australians so there was a quite a heavy accent uh, towards the RAAF at this particular dinner. Many other dinners were focused on Army of course and focused on Navy of course. This particular dinner had an accent on on the RAAF uh, and all of the dinners from reports have been extremely well received.
1: Yes, well, that's the feedback we've got from over this side of the continent, of course. Uh, Coming up, uh, what other um, commemorative uh, ceremonies are there for this very important year?
0: Uh, The centenary of legacy. Now, legacy has played such an important role uh, in supporting um, homeless uh, kids and families after uh, senior partners were either killed or seriously injured uh, in the theater of war going way back to world war one and centenary of legacy, uh, which I also emceed was, uh, uh such a, a, a special event and le- the, the stories of legacy and the role that they have played since world war one across Australia in supporting families and particularly children. Uh, the, the emotion is palpable. I assure you, Harvey, mm. uh, A light-hearted moment, an Air Force band was uh, selected to play at the legacy centenary night. The Governor-General of Australia uh, present, uh, being Army, of course, I welcomed the uh, much revered and uh, honourable band of the Royal Australian Air Force, one of the great military musical ensembles in Australia, and the Governor General of Australia, David Hurley, went, oh, I'm a break. Where's the army? <laughs> oh, did not really? So, yeah, oh, yeah. And then the other army guys uh, in the room, many of them, oh, yeah, well, Where's the army? Where's the army? I said, oh, look, we're all brothers and sisters in arms, ladies and gentlemen. Just let it rest. Let it
1: rest. Well, <laughs> mate, that came out of left field. But with your media experience and all the work that you've done in that area, I'm not surprised that you got over that very, very quickly. But <laughs> yeah. we, we, we're going to take a little bit of a break and uh, we'll talk a little bit more uh, about uh, your involvement in uh, this uh, very important year and a bit more about your career as well, if you don't mind.
0: Okay. Thank you, Harp. Look forward to it. This is Remember When with Harvey Deegan.
1: Welcome back. One of my special guests on Remember When Tonight is uh, a great old mate of mine from radio days gone by and someone who's very, very foremost in uh, the events of uh, this year, the 50th anniversary of Australia's withdrawal from Vietnam, Peter Meehan. Peter, you've mentioned some of the events and there are far too many to, of course, uh, mention in Toto, but uh, you've mentioned some that uh, have you've been involved with. Let's talk about couple of others. Uh, you touched on East Timor. What what was that all about?
0: Well, uh, I was, uh, as a reservist, sent up to Townsville to backfill a public relations role. And uh, I went in to meet the senior army officer and he came out and he said, oh, no, blue, blue. Oh, no. <laughs> he walked back into his office. He came back out and he said, oh, sorry, mate, that must have sounded really <laughs> odd. I was expecting an army backfill guy, not Air Force. Oh, no, look, do, do, come in. Went into his office and he said, now, do you know anything about the media? Because that's <laughs> going to be your job. And I said, oh, well, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I think <laughs> I could get past uh, with a bit of a push. He said, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what we're going to do with you. We're going to load you into the 105 Howitz. So we're going to fire you down the range, see how many parts you break into, We'll send the truck down to pick up all the parts, throw all the parts in the back of the truck, bring you back here, put you back together, and we'll talk about how you handled that and what you can do for us. I said, by that's the deal. (laughs) He said, righto. Now, first thing, get out of those blues, go over to the clothing store and get some DPCUs, that's uh, displaced uh, personal camouflage uniform, because at 1 o'clock today, this is now 11 o'clock, one o'clock today, you're on that Hercules, and you're going to East Timor uh, to escort, uh, come home with the first deployment. Wow. Okay, fair enough. So up I go, arrive there, uh, sleeping out on the grass, uh, freezing night, funnily enough, up in East Timor, uh, black as the ace, I But the next morning, then I conducted some media skills training for the two people I selected, to talk to the national media upon arriving back in Townsville because there was interest in what happened with the first deployment going up to uh, uh, East uh, Timor. So uh, they were uh, events that led me to be asked to contact uh, uh, the leading lights in Sydney with Five Aviation Regiment to help them with their media cohort for the regiment and the Special Air Services Regiment during the counter-terrorism exercise May of 2000 and the Sydney Olympics November of 2000. Now, that was uh, just an experience to behold. What the SASR blokes get up to in training to ensure public safety during the Sydney Olympics uh, was just an amazing eye-opener for me being Air Force but the skill of these young young people, uh, you've really got to see it to believe it. They were remarkable, remarkable young men. Now, mm. one particular night, I was awakened about 3 a.m., uh, a captain came in and said, uh, "What, Lieutenant man, get out of bed. I said, what's going on? He said, we're airborne in 20 minutes. We're going out to HMAS Menorah there's a a reenactment of a potential hijack and uh, a foreign country has been uh, cornered at a cocktail party and uh, we've got to rescue them off the ship. So off we go. And the briefing in flight was, we are the half force and there is the BAF force. So silly Air Force man says, okay, the half force. We are the helicopter assault force. Oh, and the BAF force? Uh, they are the boat assault force. <laughs> so while while we're hovering over the top of HMAS Menorah, 90 blokes, all in all, got up the back of HMAS Menorah using grappling hooks and raided the ship. Now, I shouldn't say much more than that about the tactics of how they do these things, but it was a very successful training exercise for them. And the helicopter force, I should say, uh, behalf, The helicopter assault force also deployed via fast rope SAS blokes onto the aft section of a menorah. These there were exercises like this going on every day to ensure, first and foremost, public safety, and that's exactly what the training was all about. and And it worked. There was no drama. No drama at the Sydney
1: Olympics. yeah, I'll tell you what, that was remarkable. Mate, uh, we haven't got a lot of time at our disposal, but I do want to chew the fat with you. And please, uh, listener, this is probably a bit self-indulgent, but uh, we are great mates and we have been for many <laughs> years and uh, we're, we're bit arrived, bit, bit, bitter and twisted radio rivals in Newcastle, but we socialised together. Well, I was probably doing the socialising. You were probably out on your bike. Tell us about your rather decorated cycling competitive cycling career?
0: Uh, Well, at at about the time I went to Newcastle, I just finished competitive racing as a uh, state and national representative in 4,000 metres individual track pursuit. So uh, my only level or my only enjoyable uh, way of staying fit is uh, riding my bike. I don't like walking, couldn't play cricket, (laughs) couldn't play tennis. None of those sports, but riding a bike, I equipped myself pretty well. Yeah, and did. Uh, represented Australia in the uh, 1966 uh, Bill Long World Cup Teams Pursuit Series, beaten by Italy by a tenth of a second.
1: Oh, wow. So, there, you
0: yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. There you go. There
1: you go. We've talked a bit about your radio career, but you're also um, a private pilot. Are you still flying around? Uh,
0: no, I'm not doing any flying. Uh, the only flying I do or have done in the last 10 years is with the Air Force, going away, uh, media managing the Royal Australian Air Force roulettes. Mm. So I would go away. I've got 39 hours flying with the roulettes, managing media for them at various locations uh, to ensure, A, uh, they get some worthwhile publicity because the roulettes is the, 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 the flagship of the Royal Australian Air Force when it comes to recruitment. And that is a really interesting job for a team of guys who are so skilled, they're all uh, flying instructors at RAAF Central Flying School in Sale, and they give of their time to form the roulettes, and they do it for free. And they go out uh, performing the, the aerobatic routine as six instructors in the PC-9. Now the PC-21 is their new aircraft. Uh, all around Australia, really, really interesting guys and, and a, a terrific uh, job to have.
1: Yeah. In, indeed. Pete, uh, it's been wonderful catching up with you on the phone. It's been far too long since we've, uh, shall we say, uh, supped a, an ale together a face-to-face, but I'm sure we'll, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll rectify that in, in the future, mate. It's been wonderful talking to you. I do thank you for your time on Remember When and we will catch up soon, promise.
0: Harvey Deegan, you are a consummate pro. You always have been on Perth Radio and television. And it's been a pleasure talking to you and rekindling our very fond memories.